Hi, and welcome to Boombox, the home of collaboration with me, Noise London, and music by Lucas. Yo, welcome everybody. We're really excited for today's podcast. We are going to be talking about is your job in the music industry safe from AI and uh, can we work together and work together for the better like AI and humans uh, or should we be worried? Is it going to be something where you know you need to start thinking about some other job to have on the side to be able to supplement your income or, or are you, do you have to like give in to the robots? Like what, what's going to happen? So that's what we're going to talk about uh, today and I want to dive into different jobs that are in the music industry like for example producer composer A&R engineer artist manager sync licensing distribution and and what are the pros and cons does AI exist in that sector does it not what would it look like but first before we crack on please remember that these podcasts and this content wouldn't be possible without Boombox Boombox is a platform for musicians to store share and synergize creativity you can upload your files leave timestamped comments and feedback and now create chords with AI. Lots of features there to be excited about. And you've got a feature that you're particularly excited about, aren't you, Yes, the artist profiles, because it's going to make it easier to collab. So you're going to be able to search for artists that you need, like search for a vocalist that does specific genres that's available to either for hire or is looking for collaborators. And so that's a new feature that is coming very soon. Before we get onto the long list of jobs at stake, because of AI. I'm wondering if we could just take it back 60 years and just let the listeners know and understand how long AI has actually been around for. All of a sudden, it seems like this current threat because we, i.e. the public, have access to it, completely free access to it due to the computing power, which um, uh, we're able to purchase, you know, at the Apple store. Uh, and, and, and of course the internet, but, um, I don't know if you knew this Lucas, but in in, the first AI, the first algorithmic music composition was created in 1960, um, by a Russian teacher called Rudolf Zaripov. And this was done on something called the Ural one computer. And I don't have much more information on that other than it was 60 years ago, which is well before our time. Um, and then, how'd you find out honestly, about this? Did you ask AI to find that answer? Did you I, ask ChatGPT? Actually, I didn't for this, but I did later on. I, okay. ChatGPT w- wasn't able to give me such like a detailed response of what I wanted. I had to dig a little uh-huh. bit deeper. Um, I love ChatGPT. I also think it's very stupid sometimes. But you know, <laughs> robots, please, please don't record that and kill me in the future. And, and then there actually seemed to be like a bit of a gap with AI, and the next sort of important uh, findings were, or, or creation was done by Duke Deck, which was a, mm. uh, which is a website that let people use artificial intelligence uh, to re- uh, to generate original royalty-free music for use in their videos, which is something that we'll touch on uh, right. with you talking about sync licensing. Um, but again, yeah. it wasn't made available uh, for the public until 2015. Mm-hmm. And then Google came out in 2016 with several music AI applications, um, some of which we'll dive into a little bit later. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear the history of that and how it's been around for a lot longer than you think. And I agree. I think the biggest thing, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this a lot, is that the AI in general is not super, super customizable or advanced across the board. 
but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be in very near future. So that's an interesting point to kind of talk about. But if we wanted to first dive into like, yeah, which jobs are going to be safe and, and which ones, you know, just to go into that. I think the biggest one we should talk about, obviously, is producers, but that's very general because you have different types of producers. You have, of course, different genres, but you also have producers who either produce for themselves, like their own music that they're going to release, or produce for other people, whether that's ghost production or they're like, you know, doing songwriting where they do get credited. Um, and then, of course, you have, you know, the hobbyist uh, producer too. And so, yeah, it's kind of a broad conversation, but obviously, there's a ton of tools that are out there right now for producers. And a lot of them are actually supposed to be built to assist and help producers. So you have, of course, chord generators like you were talking about. You have, you know, lyrics that you can ask ChatGPT to create. You have, you know, melody. Uh, uh, you have even complete track creation. Like you have like a lot of tools that are out there. But would you say that they're, you know, very quality yet? Have you seen any really good ones yet? Or how are you feeling about AI tools for producers? Honestly, they're terrible right now. <laughs> they're not good at all. But that doesn't mean that they won't be. You know, there were, it's it's not about whether you know they're good. What is that? That's completely subjective. Mm. They're good compared to what I have been doing for the past fifteen years. Everything has to start somewhere, and the the the, the whole thing with AI is that it's a learning tool. So the more we input, the more it understands, the better it's going to get. So without you know loads and loads of people actually using the tool, the AI cannot improve. So right. shout out to everyone who is trying to use AI to help produce uh, their music. I don't know if anyone has asked ChatGPT to write them lyrics, but it is. They're not good. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's in They're interesting. It's, it's very like... Um, I don't know if in school when you were younger, if, if you ever had a class where you had to like write your like mom a poem for Mother's Day, <laughs> and it's, like, <laughs> you it's know, just very, like, basically a little bit cheesy. You're saying very, it's very cat sat on the mat kind of kind of rhymes. Um, Starting and, off and, point uh, though, creativity. It's uh, yeah, where not to start probably. Is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you hear about obviously tracks that are coming out now by Drake that are not Drake made out of AI and they sound pretty darn good. I mean, you hear some of these songs, they're not perfect. Like you can tell, for example, sometimes that they're, that they're not exactly the same as like, cause I've heard ones by like the weekend, um, you know, performing Michael Jackson mm -hmm. songs or Michael mm -hmm. Jackson performing the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. Kanye West doing a country album. They sound pretty darn good and they're very fun. Um, but they're not necessarily at that level yet. But then you also hear about, uh, uh, Paul McCartney is talking about how they're going to resurrect a Beatles track that was never finished because they never got John Lennon to finish it, obviously. Um, and uh, he's going to use, he's actually involved in it. They're going to use AI to have the finish John Lennon's performance, like finish the, the rest of the song. And then they're actually going to try to release it. So is that then more of like a promotional tool and like, you know, him trying to make headlines? Or is that, you know, something that artists will actually do because, I mean, I could see, like, all of Tupac's songs being finished now. I could see there's probably tons of Michael Jackson records and other artists who either passed away or never finished songs um, who are going to have their songs finished now. So that could be something, too. I'm going to go to the first part of your question, which I think is really interesting. The part about, like, Drake records being created by AI. So I did a bit of a deep dive on this, too, because I was like, these sound like 
these sound exceptionally good and mm-hmm. having like a general understanding of the tools that are out there to create music what i discovered with the with like the drake records that are being made by ai is at those records it's not the entire thing right so the mm-hmm. beat i'm not sure where the beat comes from i'm pretty sure the beat is human made and then the lyrics are written by a ghost writer he calls himself or go, or they call themselves ghost the ghost writer and that ghostwriter used to work for major record labels and mm. as a way to get back to them started basically writing the lyrics and then putting them through a website which i'm not sure if anyone knows called uberduck which allows you to transform uh text into the voice of like any famous artist i, I, mm-hmm. I think you can do celebrities too and then put that all together and actually you know put the the audio recording onto the beat and then i probably did a bit of mixing or whatever so there's still a lot of human input here human there's a input. lot of human input it's a little more uh clickbaity and engaging when you're like ai created this and everyone's like oh my right. god you know like but we actually have a new drape but the reality is you have a super talented musician behind those records uh making them guiding the as, way as, right as they do yeah yeah um, so another example of working with AI instead of, you know, having AI work for you. Oh, totally, totally. And coming back to like the past as well, because I think that's that's really important for people to understand is the, the Roland 808, which is the most famous drum machine of all time, was designed f- so that guitarists and bass players could go home and practice without the drummer. Right. That's right. why they were made. And it was a complete commercial failure. But what happened is some people were like, hey, this sounds kind of cool. Let me make techno with this. Maybe let me make <laughs> hip hop with this, right? Because it was just a much easier way of getting rhythms going. Right. And then it, it was their interpretation uh, and conceptualization of how to use it that created a whole new sound. And I think we might see this with AI too. It's not necessarily that AI will take over. It's more that people will start to use it in very imaginative ways just as we spoke about with the with the Drake record, right? I do think in order to use AI, you do need to be very literate, right? You need to know exactly what to prompt it with, exactly what to write. And that in itself is a skill. So if you're thinking that AI is just going to solve all your issues and, and you know, it, it's not going to teach you to write better sentences, <laughs> you still need to be able to give it the information. And sometimes... Yeah. I, I, I am sure you've used ChatGPT, uh, who hasn't these days. Um, but it can be quite exhausting trying to get ChatGPT to output what's in your mind. You know, as good yeah. as y- your prompts can be, sometimes it just doesn't get it. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes, like, for example, you could ask it for YouTube titles similar to this YouTube title. And the ones it comes back with are just, like, not good. You're like, well, this no, is not good trash. at all. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, so, no, yeah, it's, I don't think it's at that point where it can be done without the humans. But that, so like another interesting one I think to talk about is ANRs, because I'm going to hypothesize here a little bit, because I don't think that this kind of software exists. But I do think like it could make the ANRs job not be replaced, but AI could make an ANRs job so much easier. Because, for example, there could be like a screening software where it 
you could type into the, you know, you have all these demos in your inbox and you could type in that you only want to have demos that have vocals. AI should be able to tell which ones have vocals. Maybe you could say you only want demos that are this BPM to this BPM. Easy. It should be able to tell you which ones have those BPMs. And you should be able to go even as far as being like, oh, well, I only want ones that are this dB or louder. So you can get ones that are mastered. So I think that there are ways that even jobs that are outside of the traditional like producer engineer. Uh, and actually, if we talk about engineers, there already are tons of AI mastering tools. They're not the best necessarily, but they are getting better. Um, but yeah, what do you think about for, for labels? I mean, they could make the whole process of not having to go through all these spam demos a lot simpler. And they could probably even have auto replies to, to artists and then you could customize them from there. Like there's so many options. I think that's really cool. I think that concept is like, Having that concept added to uh, the fact that, you know, how many demos do labels get? But then are, are the labels being open about what the algorithm is searching Correct. for? And then are people right. going to use that to their advantage? And then are A&Rs also going to be paranoid that they might be missing some sort of gem, the sort of the big what if. You know, right. what if a song uh, doesn't have vocals but does happen to be really good or isn't mixed to this volume um, but is is just in need of a bit of engineering or a bit of assistance. Um, yep. I think what could be cool, I mean, and, and, and thinking of this as like a, as an addition to, to what you said is what if the what if the ai was able to normalize all the volumes of the demos mm. coming in so then it right. was also fairer uh when listening back to them being like, okay i'm listening to them all at the same mastered volume so regardless of whether one person has you know uh access to a lot of money to be able to invest in their music with professional mastering engineers and someone doesn't uh it it become it, it levels the playing field a little I have a million dollar idea that may not be a million dollar idea, but the idea is what if you could create an AI A&R to test your mm -hmm. own music? So for example, you you input your track link as an artist to the AI A&R and it immediately recognizes things. Well, it's not mastered that loud. Well, you should probably add vocals. Well, you know, the, you know, this is the mixing is not perfect or whatever. Like that could be pretty cool. I think that would be amazing. Um, in, in the uh, the tool that I the AI tool that I was using called oh my gosh what is it called now uh, I think it's a WAV a WAV tool which is basically mm -hmm. it's a DAW with ChatGPT four built in and then it helps make suggestions mm -hmm. um, it kind of has that same idea as like here's a set of chords and then it makes suggestions oh you should try this and try this again it's not there yet it's like it's so far away from where it should be. And one of the issues is it's, it's, it doesn't understand yet how to listen to the piece of music as a whole. It only mm. registers the different parts. So I don't know how that translates into listening to a finished piece of music. And um, it, and but 
<laughs> so many comedic ideas are coming back to me. Like, for example, as an artist, are you able to input all of your uh, your warnings before you submit the track? Like, just so you know, it's not mastered yet, and you know, it's just an idea, and you know, I've only been working on it really late, so cut me some slack. Like, can you give it like a handicap, like how how intense you want the feedback to be? And then, like, you know, if you want it to be like straight up rude with you, like your voice kind of sucks, you know, like <laughs> like a singer or something. <laughs> like you're either getting it from like Simon Cow. Yes. Or, or or Rick Rubin, you know, you right. have someone very peaceful who's guiding Keep you creatively, believing. or someone who's just sending you red X's over yeah. and over again. Yeah, it's got to be Simon Cowell, right? I mean, he is just notoriously difficult and un, un, unimpressed. Exactly, um, and, and his seems kind of honest. Like it's funny because some of the mm-hmm. other shows, it seems like they almost try to hire a Simon Cowell type judge, and it seems a little forced. But his all—he just seems genuinely terrible when he's <laughs> and genuinely terrifying. <laughs> yes, I exactly, think. exactly. Oh man, Lucas, what AI tools have you found most useful? Definitely ones where you can, like, for example, Lalalai or Moises, where you can remove, uh, you know, different types of parts from a track. Like if you're trying to do a remix or you're trying to do, uh, you know, that's that's a helpful tool, you know, because it's hard sometimes if you want to find the vocal stem to a popular track to be able to find that online and to have something that's going to be able to clean it up enough for you to make a quality remix matters. But also there's really cool uh, ones that are not necessarily AI, but for example, like the Captain Chords uh, plugins that will, you know, assist you with chords. Uh, for inspiration or bass lines or drum beats and they'll kind of sync together and um, and make your whole track kind of like it, it assists you because the thing is not every artist is perfect at every element like some may just really not be good with drums and they're always just using samples and it might be more creative for them to use some sort of AI type tool to create better drum loops or to spice up their tracks but what about you have you found anything really cool um Yes and no. Yes and no. I Okay, so I found one which is just like, I think you would really like. And it's not really anything to do with making music, but more to do with focusing. And it's called brain.fm. And basically, you just input some very basic data. You answer like three questions, and then you decide if you want to focus, sleep, or something else. I can't remember what the third option is now. And it will, the AI will generate music Mm -hmm. depending on the mood that you're wanting to tap into so the focus or the sleep or and then it will sort of continuously do that on a loop which i think is really smart because in spotify you have some songs like that that help you focus i listen to like brain waves concentration you know what i'm talking about right yeah however it doesn't last as long as i would want it to so then you're all of a sudden you're interrupted by the next track which might have nothing to do Right. Um, which would help you break, break focus. So I think that's quite cool. And that in itself is, there's the pros and cons to it, right? It's it's an awesome tool, which is going to, I'm sure a lot of people use these kind of audio tools to help them lock in or help them sleep. Um, but then that's only going essentially to one artist, right? Being mm. brain.fm. Whereas 
with the other soundscapes uh, created in Spotify, you you are paying royalties to someone, to a creator, right. and therefore you're investing more into the into the art space. Yeah, there's also something to be said about when you hear a song that's just stunning, like you know, like the mm. vocals are something that you know, like maybe you couldn't have came up with, or you just it leaves you in awe of like how did they do that? Like there's so many songs out there where you're like this person is just magical. I feel like if you knew that an AI created that track it would remove that illusion and you would just be like oh yeah you know like it's not as it it it, because it you can't compare yourself as a human to an ai really so it doesn't feel like the same playing field so i don't think it'd be as special you know um do you think that sound designers should be worried because this is an interesting one but i feel like a plugin that would be so incredible or like an ai extension would be if you were like on serum and you have an init preset and you could just type in, like you type on chat GPT, make the lead like Brooks or whatever, make the lead like, you know, whoever, whoever popular producer you like, and it does it. And then you can just type in more things. Like for example, make it beefier, make the distortion, you know, more, uh, whatever, make, you know, do an LFO effect. Now you don't have to be a sound designer at that point. You could just be anyone. And now you're creating sounds via prompts. And I don't know if something like this exists yet, but do you think something like that would be cool and do you think that sound designers should be worried about something like this coming out i think if there's like a learning aspect to it where it's guiding you through like your tutorial and you're new to something like synthesis that's really useful but Mm -hmm. it all comes down to for me anyway economies of effort is typing what you want faster than just doing it yourself you know at Mm -hmm. which where's the trade-off because getting to the first part of the preset 100 make the lead like this from the last Fred again record, whatever, uh-huh. right? Great, it gets you 90% of the way there and then you want to edit it. But if I was having to type something in every time I wanted a change, mm. rather than, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's like you posted a great uh, meme today of the yeah. stairs heading to the wall. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. like, it's like the whole, like there's no elevator to success. Yeah, you got to take the stairs. And I think at the end of the day, if you do put in the work to understand your tools better, you're always going to get so much more out of them. If you're not striving for originality, I and you want to learn, I think that it could be incredibly useful because something like synthesis is it's difficult. It's a really difficult mm. topic to mm. to learn and to understand. So any any assistance with that is is definitely a positive thing. At the end of the day, people are copying each other's sounds all the time. Maybe it just happens like a little quicker with a, an, a sound design AI tool, uh, yeah. but it's not necessarily like, I don't, again, it's not something that I think anyone should be worried about. It's just coming back to the drum machine, right? Yeah. You've seen the video as well of Zane Lowe and um, the producer from Gorillaz. I forget, I forget oh, yeah. his name right now. And yeah. how he took a loop from this old like, Casio keyboard basically and turned into one of his biggest hits no one's sitting there being like i can't believe that you did that and i was like wow that's banger good for you <laughs> you right. know 100%. so it's it's about who gets there first who gets to understand how to use the tool the best first but you and i could have listened to that loop on that Casio keyboard and be like well this is terrible right you know but he was able to he was able to yeah. interpret it in a completely different way and that's the beauty of creativity so this is a maybe good, potentially final point here, but 
if every artist has access to tools that are going to help them with their music contracts, that are going to help them with reviewing, and I'm speaking like in the future with like, you know, figurative uh, ideas of all these things we talked about. So they're going to help them with reviewing their tracks and making sure that they sound good before they submit to labels. They're going to help them with, you know, uh, sound design and, 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 you know, creating the sounds that they want via prompts, et cetera, et cetera. It almost feels like if you want to kind of, be successful as a music artist and not be left behind or like, you know, at a big disadvantage, do you need to then accept AI? I mean, there might be some, cause you might need, I mean, if you're not gonna have access to these tools and others do, are they not jumping ahead of you? There might be some people who of course are like uh, anti-AI and that's their edge. Like they get this, maybe there's gonna be like this crew, kind of like how there's a group of people who don't have social media um, and they kind of connect, at, I guess, in person. Uh, and, <laughs> and, um, and you know, it's like, is it, maybe there'll be like that, that niche group, but is it one of those things where every artist out there like is eventually going to start using some of these tools and, and give in? I mean, as analog as one wants to be when you're on the other side of the playing field and you start to engage in that uphill battle you might end up being more successful than everyone else however the risk is far greater mm. um, to be able to stay true to your art you need time and if ai can help you generate more time and give you more freedom then ultimately that's how you're going to be able to use it to your advantage just like when uh, you made this reference um in one of our meetings uh about a month ago about how when everyone made the switch from uh digital sorry from tape to digital uh you know people didn't think it was going to take off people didn't think that, that this sort of reinvention of the dolls use... were going to be per like the mainstream they're like, doesn't sound good enough. It doesn't have the same feeling. But lo and behold, uh, everyone is using doors. But at the same time, everyone is also using tape plug-in emulations, right? So, <laughs> right, right. So we're kind of going like full circle with everything. Um, early adopters aren't necessarily going to uh, be the successors. Mm. But they'll, but they usually have a better and deeper understanding of how to use the tools. So my advice to anyone right now would be find the tool that works for you and learn to use it really well. And I, it's like the same with like buy the synthesizer that works yeah. for you and learn to use it really well. Economies of effort are a big thing with AI because there is an AI tool that can basically do everything for you right, right now. So you could spend all day on 10 different AI tools, but that's probably not going to make you very productive or creative. That's a really good point. I think you've, you've honestly, uh, you've been dropping some really, a lot of wisdom today. So thanks, oh, Fabio. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, well, you yeah. too, man, you too. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a lot of it is from conversations that we've had in the past that, that spring to mind, you know, as we uh, dive deeper on this topic. But I think we should definitely take another episode in the future and yeah. talk even more when we see and more developments on AI and uh, really start to, Think about the the, the 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 opportunities and the threats as, uh, as 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 the evolution progresses. Thanks, Lucas. You can find me on Instagram at noise underscore London, and me at music by Lucas and Boombox at Boombox.io. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you very soon. Peace. <laughs>